government special agents are sent to the hills of Arkansas to investigate an alien abduction. The agents meet and team up with some backwoods hillbillies to infiltrate the alien's mothership. Once aboard the spacecraft, hillbillies and government agents alike must fight for their lives and escape their alien foes. Its deliverance, Star Wars, Close Encounters, and the X-Files all chewed up and spat out as truly bizarre and twisted fun. You'll like it even if you don't own a double wide. I'm Corey. And I'm Paul. And we are the, the B-Movie, B-Movie Bros. Here review B-Movies to the best of our abilities. Sometimes we get off topic, but randomness is a gift. We come to you this month talking about something special, something loving and caring. We're talking about inbred rednecks. And as that's the theme for this month, the description you just heard from the DVD cover is of the movie Inbred Redneck Alien Abduction. A romantic comedy for, you know, Valentine's Day and all that. Let's just jump into our technical difficulties here. Top and bottom three, what was our favorite and uh, worst of this movie? I want to start with uh, with the bottom this this time. Sounds good. Why don't you uh, start us off here? Number three, uh, the movie had a very slow startup, I felt. Like, the first two or three minutes was really, like, fun and exciting and, and had a good setup for the movie. Um, you had an alien abduction. You had plenty of nudity. And then you get to meet the FBI agents. And they have terrible dialogue until they come in contact with the rednecks. And it really just seems like a waste of time. Uh, nothing really happens. You don't really get that much into character depth. Uh, there's just no point to it. Um, the only thing that they do in that is uh, explain to you what kind of man... Um, Agent I Can Kick Your Ass is looking for. Um, Special Agent I Can Kick Your Ass is the female agent, whereas Agent Cooper is the the male agent. Number two, the soundtrack for this movie jumps between one of two genres. It it jumps from, like, redneck banjoing to 50s beach movie. And it just, the, the two kind of musics don't really mix well. And sometimes they're playing both kinds at once, and it really bugs me. And I just, I don't like the use of the music in this movie um, at times. And then number one uh, of the three worst things for me in this movie is the audio quality. The, the dialogue sometimes is really low. The next scene, it's really high. And then sometimes it shifts, like, in the middle of the scene from being nice and easy to hear and understand to really low and, and hard to hear. I mean, that's that's it for me. That, that's my bottom three. I'm not, not too gripey on this. Um, just a few nitpicky things. Not too bad. Um, for number three, I make this complaint about a lot of these movies, but the sound quality was... You had to crank up the volume on the TV a lot to hear hear things, and even certain things were still yeah were still too low for you for you to make out. It was that, that that's just something, and I know it's a low budget film, but still, it's like when the sound quality is, is so poor, it kind of detracts from it, and it's like it just makes the movie that much worse. And one of the the weirdest things about the sound quality is the interior shots are the worst audio quality. When they're outside, the audio is actually pretty good. Which is funny, you would think it would be louder inside than outside. 
probably had a lot going on. Like, it's, it was hard to, like, filter out, out sounds from going on around them. But, yeah, when the sound quality is bad, it's just, it's hard to make up for that with anything else. It's just, that's a very big point. So that's why that's a criticism I have a lot of times. For number two, some of the jokes just went on too long and were just more stupid than funny. Like, there's a fight scene that just goes on forever. Oh, that was running. hilarious. It went on way too long. There are other scenes that just go on too long. A lot of the jokes were, although funny, some of them were just kind of dumb and predictable. And, yeah. I don't know, after sitting through so many episodes of Family Guy through my life, a lot of jokes don't seem to drag on as long because Family Guy dra- jokes drag on for so long at times. Yeah, I guess you got to take it into context. So. For number one, I'm going to go with... The movie was kind of slow-paced at times. It's like it had scenes where very little was going on. It's like, oh yeah, now we are at this scene. It's like I, I thought overall it flowed pretty well, but there were certain times where it just went on too long. It was just kind of annoying. So that was that was my criticism. Nothing really too harsh on that one. No. So I guess we're uh, we're all ready to talk about the top three on this movie. Number three is the special effects. They are cheesier than Limburg cheese. There's, it's so fucking cheesy, I just wanted to, like, start eating the TV screen, because I love cheese. And, you know, they just, it looks so bad that it's hilarious. Number two, no, I brought up the music in my bottom three. I love the redneck music. The banjo playing and the twangy shit, it fits with what's going on. The 50s-style beach music, surfy kind of music doesn't fit in with the movie. But the the fucking banjo-y, twang-y, you know, everything just is so perfect that, you know, I, I love it. And it, it makes me smile. Um, and number one for me is just the redneck dialogue in this movie. Um, the characters like Pappy Duke and Larry Bob, just the things that they say make me laugh so much throughout this movie um, that I can't, I can't really applaud many of the characters um, that aren't rednecks, even though that's like three characters, because the dialogue from the rednecks is so much better than the other dialogue. Um, and that that's it for me. I mean, the the special effects, the the, the redneck music, and the redneck dialogue, all rednecky. There you go. So, Paul, your top three. Uh, for number three, I liked the dialogue and the and the jokes and everything. I thought it was funny, both the rednecks and and the special agents. I thought that um, it was just kind of clever. It was kind of goofy. It was just in general funny. There, like I said, there were some some jokes that were really stupid, but I'd say the majority of it was just really was pretty funny. So I'll give it that. For number two, um, this movie just didn't take itself seriously at all, which I really appreciated. It knew it was low budget. It knew it was ridiculous, and just kind of went with that. It didn't try to be anything it wasn't. It was just funny overall. And for number one, like we said, the cheesy fucking effects, like the the spaceship, which just looked like utter utter shit, and the aliens, which looked terrible, and just everything about it was just so cheesy, yet so much fun. And that's about it. That's all I got for that one. Well, you know what? We both seem to enjoy the dialogue so much that I think we should have a quote war! Quote war. Yeah. I'll let you have the first strike today. It's not fucking Somalia, son. It's Arkansas. You're gonna have to speak into my good eye. I can't hear you. The fork is the reason for life. It's harder than a whorehouse on Dollar Day. 
Damn it, Larry Bob. What I tell you about having relations with the food? Sex in space. And there you have it. That's uh, that's it for this week's edition of Quote Wars. You can tell us here on SoundCloud or tweet us at bmoviebros. That's all one word. Find us on Facebook, b-movie, space B-R-O-S. That's bmoviebros. Uh, who won this episode's edition of Quote War? Which quote was your favorite? Do you have a favorite quote from this movie? Have you seen this movie? Why the fuck did you watch this movie? We'd like to know. Um, so give us a shout out. You can also tweet Paul directly at bmoviepaul. That's all one word. Anything else you want to say about this movie before we move on? Not particularly. It was a funny movie. It was um, really hokey, really goofy, but funny. I, I enjoyed it. I never thought I'd enjoy a movie about inbred rednecks getting abducted by aliens, but here you go. Why don't we give this movie our final take, and then we'll uh, we'll move on a little bit from there. Um, Paul, a number score, what would you give this movie out of 10 on our shot scale? Now, remember, folks, our shot scale is a reverse scale. 1 to 10, 1 being the best, 10 being the worst. How many shots do you need to get through this movie? Giving it a 3 out of 10. Not bad, not bad. Um, I'm giving this a 3 out of 10 as well. Um, why don't you tell us what you have to think about it as a whole? Alright, so Inbred Redneck Alien Abduction was a low-budget comedy where everything about it was just of low quality. The props and effects were cheap. The acting and plot were terrible. If this movie managed to be really entertaining, due mostly to the fact that it never took itself seriously, it knew what kind of movie it wanted to be and didn't try to be anything more than that. It was somewhat slow-paced at times, and a lot of jokes were more stupid than they were funny. Still, if you want an entertaining, ridiculous movie that at no point takes itself seriously, I would def definitely recommend this one. For myself, Inbred Redneck Alien Abduction starts out strong with good nudity and an alien abduction. Then it grinds itself to a halt with, you know, set up to a government investigation. Until the agents meet the rednecks, they're stiflingly boring. And the rednecks are amazingly hilarious. I can't help but be annoyed by the constantly changing dialogue volume. But admiring the special effects and how terrible they are, combined with the nudity and the continued hilarity of the rednecks, makes this, uh, although forgettable film, a thoroughly enjoyable one. So we know not everyone likes to watch the same kind of shit that we do. So we like to try and give every movie that we review, every B movie at least, an A movie companion. To tell you why that A movie is the same movie as this B movie, just of a higher class and quality. I'm going to say my A movie companion for Inbred Renick Alien Abduction, I'm going to cheat here a little bit and say that it is the original Star Wars trilogy. Episodes 4, 5, and 6 all rolled into one. Paul? That's a cop-out answer. I'm picking the, the 1982 movie E.T., one single movie. Now, mind you, most of this fits into particularly A New Hope, except for really, like, one thing. And that'll be pretty obvious. Both movies start out with the telling of a story. Whereas, Inbred Redneck Alien Abduction does it with uh, Larry Bob saying, In a galaxy way far away... You know, Star Wars opens with the text crawl, In a galaxy far, far away. A long, long time ago. 
The Cantina Band introduces most of the aliens in the movie of Star Wars. Even if it's just you seeing them, they're not really, like, major characters or anything. Um, there is a redneck playing a banjo, kind of like a band that introduces all the rednecks to the audience. Um, they're constantly talking about, in Inbred Redneck Alien Abduction, the fork, and how the fork is good, and how the fork brings balance, and how the fork can be used for anything. Just how in Star Wars they talk about the Force, and the Force brings balance, and the Force is used for all this good and anything that you can need it to be. Now, here's the reason I have to say more than one movie. There is a character in Inbred Redneck Alien Abduction called Django Binks, who is dressed exactly like Boba Fett, if Boba Fett, you know, got his Mandalorian armor from a junkyard. He's got a bucket on his head. He's got a mop for a missile. He's got a backpack. And he actually flies, you know, as if the backpack is a jetpack. That's no moon, is said. Um, in Star Wars, whenever they see the Death Star and find out that it's a space station and not a moon. And in Inbred Redneck Alien Abductions, when they find out that the mothership is there, the mothership is not a moon. It's a mothership. And they look to the one guy expecting him to, like, finish the saying, but he does, he's clearly never seen Star Wars before. And the climax of both movies just so happen to be a space battle. And that's why Star Wars, the original trilogy, is the A-movie companion for Inbred Redneck Alien Abduction. You missed the most obvious one. And which, which is one is that? The incest. The incest, the yes. inbreeding. When Luke and Leia make out in Empire Strikes Back, and it turns out that they're brother and sister. Can I think I just, like, scrubbed that image from my mind? Yeah, but you gotta make the compare. You cannot compare Star Wars to an to inbred an redneck movie. That inbred red rednecks and not make that comparison. <laughs> well, why don't you tell us why E.T. is an A-movie version of inbred redneck alien abduction? I will. Both movies start out with aliens coming to Earth in a spaceship. Both movies are about at least one alien interacting with humans. The aliens in Inbred Redneck Alien Abduction abduct human women to perform sexual experiments on them for some purpose. In E.T., the main alien character develops a meaningful friendship with Elliot and his siblings. Both movies have scenes where the aliens' hands are interacting with things. In um, E.T., E.T.'s uh, glowing finger has the ability to heal people. And in Inbred Redneck Alien Abductions, you see a lot of times the aliens just kind of interacting with stuff, and all you see are their hands, because I'm assuming at that point they didn't actually have the full costume, or they could only do that, but due to the limitations. Both movies have the government trying to catch aliens in some fashion. In Inbred Redneck Alien Abduction, there is a, there are two FBI agents whose sole job is to find proof of alien life. And in E.T., the government kidnaps E.T. in order to study him and his healing properties and whatever. In both movies, the aliens interact with toys of some manner. In E.T., Elliot and his sister hide E.T. amongst a bunch, a bunch of toy dolls. And in Inbred Redneck Alien Abduction, the aliens use a variety of sex toys on their captives. And that is why E.T. is just an A-movie version of Inbred Redneck Alien Abduction.
Um, you also forgot that there are many pornographic films based off of E.T. where E.T. has sex with women, and the aliens in this movie actually do have sex with some of the women in this movie. I feel like it's going into, like, a whole different movie. I'm just sticking strictly with this one. I mean, one of them's called E.T. the Porno. I mean, come on. I mean, and then you have E3, the extra testicle. You know? That, that's pretty amazing. You just, you never know. I think E.T. the Porno, just plain and simple, I mean, is probably the e. best. E.T. E. the Porno. It's the same movie. E.T. Bone Home. I, I don't... I don't know if they have that one, Paul. We'll have to find out. It's sad that I know things like this. Um, and in case you want to forget that, and you want to drink away the flick, drink away the flick, come on and grab your drink. Let's drink away the flick. We're going to give you some ways to drink away this flick and anything we may have said that you might want to forget. Um, I'm going to give you some drinking games, and Paul's going to give you Here we go. Um, number one. Every time an alien is horny in this movie, take a drink. You'll need one. Number two, anytime somebody is abducted, take a drink. Number three, every time something gets probed, take a drink. Number four, whenever a name containing Bob is said, take a drink. And number five, because it's Inbred Redneck Month, every time you hear a banjo, take a drink. Paul? Every time the spaceship is just kind of hovering over people, take a drink. Every time there's a fight scene, take a drink. Every time inbreeding, having sex with an animal or an inanimate object is mentioned, take a drink. And every time this movie makes reference to another alien-themed movie, Take a drink. And those are your ways to drink away this flick. So if you would like to join us next week as we continue our foray into uh, Inbred Redneck Month, we will be uh, watching the movie Blood-Sucking Redneck Vampires. Jesus How could that Christ. possibly go wrong? If you would like to, uh, to tell us anything about this movie, any other movie, um, suggestions, comments... Tweet us at bmoviebros, that's all one word, or Paul directly at bmoviepaul, that's all one word. Find us on Facebook, b-movie, space b-r-o-s, that's bmoviebros. That's all I have for this week. Anything else, Paul? Well, I guess next week we'll see how vampires face um, rednecks, since we learned this week how aliens did. Maybe the one will fare better than the other. That's about all I have to say on that one. So until next time, friends, be brave, be alive, be back next week.